listening to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, May 18th, 2016. We're broadcasting live from the Guys Guys Studio in Harlem, USA. Hope everybody's having a great week and a great spring. Here we are in New York, uh, and it doesn't feel like spring today. It's been like cool and rainy, rainy-ish again. So we're waiting. We're waiting desperately to get into the warm summer because, you know, we're halfway through May and it's still pretty cool out there. It's like in like 50s, uh, you know, low 60s, overcast. It's a very strange spring we're having. But anyhow, do you know what automatic writing is? Maybe you've heard of it. There's a famous book. Uh, there's been lots of books on it, actually. But there's a famous book, uh, Conversations with God, which is kind of a automatic writing is very famous book uh, neil donald walsh um and our special guest tonight is intuitive and spiritual teacher alfred ricci and he is going to teach us about uh his views on automatic writing he's going to give us some tips and also we're going to talk a little bit about channeling and co-creation we're going to bring him on in a few minutes but that's the topic of our show this evening on Guys Guys Radio. Thanks for being with me again. Um, it's always a pleasure. I've got a little bit of a, I don't know, I don't know if I have a little bit of a touch of uh, pollen and hay fever or just a little tiny bit of a head cold. But what I like to do, I'll give you a little Guys Guys remedy. I buy some, uh, if I do have like a head cold where, you know, I've got the little runny nose and stuff like that. I like to buy some organic ginger. And then I peel it and I slice it up and I put some filtered water into a pot, small pot, heat it up, uh, boil it actually with the slices of ginger in there for about 15 minutes or so. And then I inhale steam that's coming off there. I keep it covered and then I uncover it and inhale the steam. And uh, ultimately I end up drinking what's, what is a ginger tea, maybe put some uh, organic honey in that. And what it does is the ginger is an antiviral and it kills the germ. So if you inhale it, it's going to go right into your uh, nasal passages and down into whatever the bronchial tubes where you might have had a, you might have your uh, cold and it really works. Uh, I actually did it this afternoon and I felt better and things dried up almost instantly. Now, who knows? I could get a bout of my nose could just start running during the show, but I actually feel better. And I just did it like an hour ago. So little tip for you there. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what's going on out there. In sports, we've got the NBA's down to four teams. We've got LeBron James and the Cavs playing the Toronto Raptors in the East. And then we've got the Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And, uh, you know, basketball at that level, at the NBA level, once you get into these, like, playoffs where it's down to the last four teams, you've got some great games. And uh, so far, hasn't been much of a matchup between LeBron James and the Cavaliers and Toronto. They've kind of just kind of marched. The Cavs have kind of marched through the East. And it um, seems like most of the competition, the better teams have been in the West for the last few years. San Antonio Spurs, who I thought were going to go at least to the finals of the West, they got knocked out by uh, OKC. There was some controversy with refereeing calls in uh, two games there, but they're done. And then Oklahoma to kind of validate the reason why they are in the Western conference finals. They beat the uh, golden state warriors, the super team, if you will, uh, at home. 
uh, in Golden State in Oakland, I guess, where the uh, uh, the uh, their venue is. And so they're up 1-0. So we're going to have a good series there. And it looks like one of those teams will probably play LeBron James and the Cavaliers. And we'll see what happens there. But it's pretty compet- pretty pretty good competition and good games that you see going down the stretch with the NBA. I'm not a huge hockey fan. Um, but being in New York, you hear on the radio about the Rangers and the Islanders. And they're both out of it. So I don't even really know too much about the other teams that are in there. I think St. Louis is there. And one of the Florida teams. Tampa Bay, I think. I don't even know, so I'm going to skip that. I I, I made a decision, a conscious decision about 20 years ago that I couldn't just watch sports 12 months straight. I had to give, I had to like give up some sports and pick the sports that I really enjoyed because sports are a very small part of life. They're a distraction, but so enjoyable. So I watch pro football, the NFL. I watch some, once in a while, I'll watch a college football game rarely though i like to see who some of the talent is some of the players more than the teams because it's usually the same big powerhouse football factories ohio state and alabama auburn and you know nebraska oklahoma usc notre dame Uh, i do watch the uh college basketball because i'm a villanova graduate and my team after 30 years won again this year and it was one of the greatest games ever so I keep track of college basketball and I had to kind of track Villanova throughout the season. I'm like, they're really starting to pull it together. Um, and they were a great team, uh, capital T and team because they didn't have one superstar. They just really played well together, which is a tribute to them, those young men and their coach, Jay Wright. Um, what else is going on? The election. Now we're down to Donald Trump trying to woo money out of the Republican establishment. And then and then you've been doing his, his usual crazy stuff. And then you've got Hillary and Bernie Sanders slugging it out. And it's so interesting for me to watch the media, because uh, in my opinion, uh, watching CNN, they're so pro Hillary. Uh, it's it's really a turnoff. And I think a lot of people uh, feel the same way. And uh, that's why I think Sanders and his supporters have really dug in their heels because they're nearly not getting. It's all, it's all about the coverage is all about, oh, they don't, they can't win. They can't win. They can't win. Why doesn't he drop out? He's like Ralph, Ralph Nader. He's going to lose the election for Hillary. Yeah, but you have to understand this is America and anybody who wants to run can run. And it's not over till it's over. And that's part of being an American. So, you know what? You want to win? You got to win on your own merit. Same thing with Al Gore in 2000. You know what? If you would have run a stronger campaign, he would have won. And a lot of things that Ralph Nader said, I think we all agree, uh, were true. That's just the way it goes. And we'll see what happens with Donald Trump. He's brought a lot of issues to the forefront that people hadn't been talking about, whether it's the NATO payments or immigration as an issue, or now he said he talked to Kim Jong-il, whatever it is, they're stimulating, interesting. However, nobody really can say what he stands for and what he will do if he gets into the Oval Office. And I think a lot of people are nervous and should be nervous about that because he's a real wild card and uh, he's a great salesman, but he's got some temperament issues. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep tracking that. Uh, and one last thing before I bring our guest on is I don't know if anybody has upgraded their computer to, to the El Capitan, if you have a Mac, the El Capitan software. But uh, wow, I did that. I had the free upgrade on my desktop and I... 
what it did was it deferred everything back to my me.com password and username. And I had been on my other email for everything else in the previous, all the previous operating systems. So it created total chaos and confusion, which I notice a lot of times with Apple, they come up with these great updates, but there's always some type of linkage issues that they don't work out and they end up working it out by phone with its users afterwards instead of really going through the process beforehand. I've had this happen with my phone repeatedly with upgrades and also with my computer software repeatedly with upgrades. And I don't understand why such a great company, such an innovative company, doesn't have the common sense or the decency or respect for its customers to work out all of those issues before they offer this free upgrade of the software. Now that I've got El Capitan straightened out, everything's great. I'm learning about it. They don't really tell you too much about it either. You have to kind of look online for that. But it has one other flaw. I write screenplays, and I have a screenplay that's in Final Draft 8, and uh, it doesn't sync up properly with uh, El Capitan. And there's a whole thing where you have to erase a font, delete a font, and download a new font, and put it into the Final Draft 8. And it's a big hassle to do that. Fortunately, on my desk, my laptop, I did not download the El Capitan, so I can still because I'm I'm actually matching up two versions of a screenplay, and so I have them side by side by side. And that's the other thing I had to download specific software on my earlier version, my earlier software, to be able to look at two documents side by side, which Apple didn't have for some ridiculous reason. Now on El Capitan, that has that capacity, but of course I have that on my desktop and that on my laptop. So anyhow, Apple, we love you, but you know what? You ain't, you ain't perfect and nobody else is. Now let's talk about our guest and let's talk about automatic writing and spirituality. As I had mentioned, I'm just, uh, I've been reading the book, um, almost finished with the first volume and it's a real eye opener. Um, it's called Conversations with God and it was based on automatic writing and automatic writing. Uh, and I'll let Albert, uh, Alfred talk about it when he gets on. It seems to be uh, connecting with spirit and a way of kind of connecting and communicating and then jotting down really messages that we get on different subjects. Now, that's a very shorthanded uh, description, and I'm sure Alfred uh, will do a much better job. But that's what it is, and I think it's something that uh, we all want to learn about. Now, in the whole Guys, Guys world, you know, with the whole thing started with the relationships in my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. You can pick that up on Amazon. You can pick that up on other e-tailers. You can find it in some bookstores. And I ask you, if you want to support me, because I put this show on on my own um, with the help of a producer, but uh, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. We've got 25 out of 25 five-star reviews on Amazon. It started the whole Guy's Guy's movement, which is all about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And we're really trying to do some things for guys, whether it's millennial guys who are kind of caught in the crosshairs between the MMA and manscaping or if it's baby boomer guys who are not sure you know what's what's next they've just been defined by their paycheck and uh consumption so the guys guys movement is really doing its best to uh, to help men to help men of all ages be the best they they can and to educate women as to what these guys are all about and how they can help guys be the best they can be so they can be the best partners you can catch me on Facebook, Robert Manny Author, uh, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny Author, and every podcast of Guys Guys Radio is available on iTunes, 
where you can subscribe to it. You can listen to it whenever to the shows whenever you want. We're on Stitcher now and TuneIn Radio. So let's put that commercial aside and get back to our subject is automatic writing. And our guest, Alfred Ricci, let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a, he works, he's a kind of, let's say he's a mentee of uh, Hans Christian King, the well-known psychic. And he's going to share his views with us on spirituality, automatic writing, advanced channeling, co-creation. And he'll tell us all about that and where we can find him online. And, uh, and you can take some of his courses in self-actualization. So let's bring him on right now. Good evening, Alfred. How are you? Doing great, Robert. Thanks for the introduction. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity to be back on with you again. Fantastic. Uh, Where are you calling in from? We're in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. Is that near Charlotte or is it near Winston-Salem or whereabouts in the state is it? two hours sort of northwest of Charlotte. It's in western North Carolina up in the mountains. Oh, beautiful. It is. It's absolutely spectacular. Good. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, you come out, you come out spirituality uh, in a similar way that, uh, that I'm coming at is that we both worked in corporate life and we both kind of made a transition. Yours much more, um, I don't want to say, I don't have a better word than serious, but you're a true devotee of what you're doing. And I'm still, you know, guy's guy dabbling and, uh, and doing my best to be a conduit to get the information out there about the great work that people like you are doing, as well as doing my best to spread a message of that when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. But how did you, just to refresh our audience, because you've been with us before, Alfred, how did you, what was the impetus, if you will, or the tipping point to uh, go on a new path from your corporate life? although I know you are incorporating a lot of your corporate skills into what you're doing now and also tell the audience a little bit about exactly what it is that you're doing right now. Sure. I'll try to condense that down so we have more time to talk about automatic writing. But it started about 10 years ago when I was probably at my peak in corporate, traveling around the world as an international banker. Just one day I woke up and something inside my chest says, okay, that's enough. Uh, Let's quit and go do something meaningful with your life. And I just sort of paused and said, who are you and what is meaningful? I had absolutely no idea. Last time I'd been to church when I was a Roman Catholic altar boy about like 12 or 13 years old and never prayed, never did anything since then. And for a year, this voice inside my chest got louder and louder and louder, and it said, okay, have you had enough yet? Are you going to quit and listen to what we're saying and go find meaning? And I said, okay, fine. So that basically, I just left Europe, wound up on a friend's couch as I was directed to go in Los Angeles, and eventually bumped into Hans on my journey. And as I met Hans, that thing inside my chest says, okay, this is where you're supposed to be. This is where we wanted to get you. And I still had no idea what it was talking about. Hence, we're here 10 years later, and everything that Hans said that very first time that I talked to him absolutely came true that I was going to leave banking and teach this spiritual stuff that he taught. And I said, what spiritual stuff? Well, 10 years later, here we are. (laughs) Okay, great. So tell us about, uh, you know, you have a specialty 
Uh, well, tell us about a couple of your different specialties, and then we'll get right into automatic writing. So what are the different things that you teach? Sure. Uh, for the last nine years, I've been exclusive, oh, shall, lack of a better term, hardcore spirituality, pure spirituality. I had given up the corporate life. I had given up connections to anything. I literally lost pretty much the majority of my friends didn't talk to anybody for weeks on a time to just isolate myself and do spiritual work. I'm sure the majority of your guests or the majority of spiritual teachers out there are talking about doing the inner work. Hans calls mm-hmm. it dealing with mind chatter. That's mm-hmm. been the last nine years. And about a year ago, I had the opportunity to bring spiritual principles into organizations, whether they were nonprofits, government organizations, or just flat-out for-profit for organizations, bring basic spiritual principles such as glass half full, glass half empty. What is ego versus following your heart, following your soul? And really seeing that you can get productivity, increases in innovation if people apply spiritual principles to their life, if they apply spiritual principles to leadership, so I just put up a brand new website that is so brand new, I just found out that the contact me section doesn't work, which is hilarious. Tons of stuff about what I do, uh, my my business consulting, spirituality in movies, a lot of great stuff about what I do, but no way to contact me. I'll have to work on that, call upon the, the technical spirits to come um, help me debug website? my website. What's your it, website? Alf. It's alfredritchie.com, alfred, R-I-C-C-I dot com. Okay. And so, so basically the, the whole gist of it is spirit permeates all aspects of your life. Spiritual laws don't change because you went to work. They don't change back to a different way because you're at home. They don't change because you're in a relationship. They don't change because you're alone. They don't change because you had an accident. No. Spirituality stays the same throughout all aspects of your life, no matter where you are and when you are. And that's the main purpose of what I'm doing, is trying to get courses to say, okay, no matter what you're doing, God is there. Now, when you're dealing with uh, the corporate uh, buyers, I guess you would go through HR or somebody higher up. It's probably better to go through people in sales or marketing or, or the C-level management. But what type of objections do you get? Because most private organizations, excuse me, most public organizations, public corporations serve the, as, you, as we know, serve the shareholders. So how do you mm-hmm. get your message through and uh, what, are the, what are the obstacles you have to overcome to sell in your, which is a very needed product in today's world? Basically, the selling point is if you want increased quality, if you want increased innovation, if you want increased productivity, these techniques, this methodology, will help you achieve those bottom-line results. That's the high-level sales pitch. However, it's a really hard conversation if the person hasn't done the inner work yet because then it becomes confusing. Is this religion? What is this? If the person has done the mm-hmm. inner work, the, the, the conversation is very simple. They you see it, what it's it. done to you personally. Can mm-hmm. you imagine what would happen 
if your employees become enlightened, start working with each other in that much of a different way, instead of competing against each other, they cooperate, they start sharing, they start mentoring, you have increases in productivity. If they go the extra mile in terms of quality and take care of that little thing and stay late, uh, imagine if they volunteer an idea and go the extra mile to help you. Innovation. Those are all bottom line Results, but the fundamental foundation of the training of the methodology is based on spiritual practice. It is based upon people waking up and saying, Wow, I found meaning, I found purpose, I have this immense motivation to make the world a better place. Why not do that at work? Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, let's uh, let's pivot to the subject at hand, which is automatic writing, and it comes at a perfect time, as I had mentioned a couple of times. I'm just and I've read other books that were automatic writing, and I've done some automatic writing. I actually did it once on my own, and I got a couple of pages out, and it actually was very surprising ha- that that it happened. And of course, you know, the issue is you, you you're not sure who the challenge is. Am I talking to myself, or am I am I connected? But what, how would you define automatic writing? What is its purpose, and uh, what can you expect to get out of it? Automatic writing is the very first step of trying to confirm you can receive messages. You can receive sentences, paragraphs, pages, books of information from the other side. The course that I take people through is basically to answer that question. How do I know if it's me or how do I know if it's the other side or how do I tell if they're jumbled? How how can I tell if I'm getting a message but I'm having an opinion, I'm having a judgment and I'm mixing what the other side is telling me? So those little fine thoughts are involved in the course. But the big part of the course is quite simply anyone Everyone has the ability to get a gut feeling, a mother's intuition that says, don't do this, don't talk to that. Yes, we want you to go over here and talk to this person. We really think you should stay away from that. Those yes or no answers are the very beginning of anyone being able to pay attention to the other side, trust what the other side is saying, and then spend more time listening to say, you know what, those yes and no's can turn into sentences, can turn into paragraphs, can turn into music, can turn into classes, can turn into uh, public lectures, can turn into basically anything. If I have a problem with my computer, I ask, I'm not kidding, I say, guys, can you please help me with whatever little problem I have with my computer, because I also upgraded my Mac. (laughs) (laughs) is i have a little joke to say what types of people are living (laughs) everybody what types of people are on the other side who want to help everybody Mm -hmm. there everybody who has experiences on this side goes to the other side and says well i don't need to eat i don't need to sleep i might as well go find somebody to help Mm -hmm. so whatever you're doing the other side has someone there to help you, to guide you, the question is, do you know how to listen? That's automatic writing. Mm-hmm. So without giving away, let's get, let's get a little deeper into it. Um, and, and let's have an open dialogue here on the air about how, how you want to go about shaping the, uh, as, we, as we do the show. What can we share with our 
with our listeners to kind of get them started. Of course, we would recommend that everybody take your course, the full course, but if people want to kind of get a taste of it, what, what is it they can do to get started? And what, what do you want to tell us uh, about, you know, automatic writing? Sure. The reason it's not a course right now, it's a one-on-one coaching is because everybody is so unique. Everyone has a different vibration, which means they have a different connection because everybody has a different body. Everybody has different karma. Everybody has different experiences. Thus, everybody has a different energy. Thus, everyone is going to connect to and receive information from differently. And that's Mm -hmm. where I coach people through. But what I can do is go through some of the basics, some of the basics that Hans taught me in the very beginning that apply to everyone no matter what. For example, um, what is this process? What what the heck is going on here? What do you mean the other side's trying to talk to me? And they think this is kind of crazy. You know, God talks to me. Who am I for God to talk to? Well, the very first thing of the class I say go through any dictionary and look up the word angel. And every dictionary I looked at, it said in somewhere a messenger of God, a guardian mm-hmm. spirit, uh, a celestial being uh, as God's messengers. Well, I, I think there was a survey that the majority of the people in the world believe everybody has at least one angel. And if everybody has at least one angel and the job of angels is to be a messenger, then it pretty much follows that everyone should be able to learn to listen. That's the basis of automatic writing. This isn't some special power. Yes, there are people like Hans Christian King who were born and just at three years old, or had visitations from the other side, and he talks to them the way I talk to you. Yes, mm-hmm. okay, there are people like that. But the fact is, anyone can learn at some level to not only receive guidance, but can you know make decisions, help create things. And I, I want to refer back to... Uh, the article you sent me about the Rolling Stones, uh, experts, mm-hmm. excerpts from the book The Sun, the Moon, and the Rolling Stones by Rich Cohen. I'm just going to read this two sentences. When it wasn't working, it was a pain. When it was working, it was pleasure. Prizing a song from the void, summoning a melody from non-existence. If a stone song begins at a riff, where does the riff come from? It's a mystery. So let's break that down really quick. It's where does it come from? It's a mystery. The majority of what you want to do is taking guidance from the other side from being random, a mystery. Where does it come from? Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and hear messages. Sometimes I don't. Automatic writing is receiving guidance on demand. I -hmm. need help. Let me go into my listening mode. Everybody, please, I need help. Could you please guide me? And you go into that listening mode. So you need to practice that listening mode. Most people think it's random. It's not. It's just we're not paying attention as much as we should. Now, how do you pay attention? We get to the basics of spirituality. Are you an ego or are you surrendering? 
just like what Keith Richards was saying, when it wasn't working, it was a pain. Sounds mm-hmm. like writer's block. It sounds like I'm trying to figure it out. Sounds like I'm going into my head, and that hurts. When it was working, it was a pleasure. What does that mean? Joy, peace, surrendering, quiet, meditative state. You are allowing the other side to come through because your ego isn't blocking you. Those are the basic two ways to get information. Are you trying to hash it out on your own? Or are you going into a meditative state and saying, Hi, everybody. I'm doing my best to be quiet. Let me try to listen. Why don't you try to send me some messages? Okay. So Keith Richards actually was channeling. He was doing automatic writing when he would get up in the middle of the night. Uh, It's more of a co-creation, working with the other side, strumming a riff on his guitar and recording it. Automatic writing doesn't mean you have to write. You can speak it, write it, play Mm -hmm. it, paint it, draw it. It's what's coming through you. Just think of all the ways that we communicate with each other on this side. Those are all the different ways that they can communicate us with us from the other side. And that's the, the foundation to be aware of is are you spending quiet time? Are you saying, as per the law of free will, I request you to help me? Because as per the law of free will, if you're not asking they're, they're hanging around waiting, saying, let, me, let us know when you'd like us to help, us, help you. <laughs> um, do you want me to explain law of free will real quick? Yes. Okay, law of free will means the other side can't interfere with your life. Everything has to be by request. If you request something, the other side can come in and help because they're not interfering. You asked for help. That's the law of free will. Everything's a choice. Nothing is imposed on you. Even being born, the things that you wanted to experience were all by your request. That's the law of free will. Okay. Let me ask you something here, Alfred. Sure. When people get started, um, let me ask you about protection because when you ask, you will receive. And we also, when we're getting into this mode that we have to you know, separate the mental chatter from spirit. My understanding is, uh, and I think a lot of people's understanding is, we have to be careful when we we welcome in, uh, I know we want to welcome in love, but when we welcome in spirit, that we're opening ourselves up. I'll give you an example. I was reading uh, about two weeks ago about, you know, not having, uh, don't put out welcome mats in front of your home. And don't put like a welcome knocker on the door or whatever, because it's too, it's too much of a blanket to say any type of entity can come in. So I guess my question is, what do you recommend uh, people do when they're going to open themselves up to receiving messaging to make sure that they're getting love? It's coming from a place of love versus a demon or whatever, uh, whatever other entities are out there. Absolutely. Great question. Phenomenal question. Put a big bouncer at the door. And we call that a doorkeeper. Seriously, there is, you can assign, request, one of your angels, guides, whatever you want to call them. I call it the other side. You can call them whatever you want. You can call it God, Mm -hmm. universal energy, true, true love, 
spirit, angels, it doesn't matter. It's just something is there, whatever it is. You could request somebody to act as a doorkeeper. And this is part of what we teach in intuitive development. At the very beginning, always ask for a doorkeeper. Say a little prayer to the other side and say, Hi, I'd like to request a doorkeeper so that when I when I receive communication from the other side, it's only for my highest good, it's only according to my dharma, my life path, and could you please keep everybody else away? Mm-hmm. That way you have requested that person come in and stand on that welcome mat and say, I'm sorry, no, you don't come in. Okay, you've got something good. No, I'm sorry, That really, this is great. That request is low priority. Stand in line. Oh, that's high priority. Come up, uh, you get to cut the line, you get to talk to him first. Mm-hmm. It's great. I've been doing this for 10 years. I've never written anything bad, vindictive, never had an overshadowing because... I put that into effect. That was one of the very first things that I did is make sure you ask for that doorkeeper to keep that channel clear, positive, only that which is love and light for you. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Great. Okay, that's a that's a great answer, and I hope everybody gets that. So how can people, let's keep going, how can people then get started? If somebody wanted to, after the show, they want to sit down and, you know, I, I like I did it on my own. Um, after we talked last time, the next day I did it. I sat mm-hmm. down and I I know how to get my take myself down to self hypnosis. And I put a pad out and a pen and I you know I got to my quiet place and I started writing and then I wrote about three three or four pages. And at the end, that my only question was, was that me or was that spirit? I wasn't sure, but it, I just kept writing and it made me it made me feel good. And then I tucked it, I read it, and then I put it aside, and I, I haven't thought about it until I was reading uh, Neil, Neil Donald Walsh's book, and I'm seeing that this automatic writing, because it keeps coming in front of me, and then you being on the show, and I've got Hans mm-hmm. next week, that, you know, it's something I, I need to, and I'm a writer, that I need to uh, fold into my, uh, you know, my life a little more deeply. So show, show us, tell us how we can get started. Okay. Actually, I'm going to go to the the very end and then come all the way back because what you hit on something was very, very important. When I think I'm doing it, when I think I'm channeling, uh, how do you know whether what just came through is, is good, is automatic writing? The one thing that they love, the other side loves to do is play because the truth is if you weren't stressed, if you weren't worrying about making money, what would you do all day long? play. Mm-hmm. So when the other side <laughs> tries to help you in the beginning, what are they going to do? Play with you. It's like your best friend poking you. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. They love poking. They do it all kinds <laughs> of different ways, but one of the ways they love to poke you is to give you information that you've never heard of, never spoke of, never read, never learned, but it's on a page in front of you. For example, Keith Richards wrote Satisfaction. He wrote a guitar line that didn't exist and introduced it to somebody who says, I don't know where this came from, but it didn't come from me. Then you're doing it correctly. If you go through and read what you wrote, how much on there 
you have not thought about before, never wrote about before, never talked to anybody about before, never read before, never discussed before, but it's on a page in front of you, mm-hmm. that's how much you did correctly. Would this be also would always this be new information or just a, yes. an attitude or new whatever? Inform- because, new, okay. new information, new thoughts, okay. new guidance, new, a new perspective. I got it. Uh, wow, I never thought of that before. Wow, that's interesting. Where the heck did that come from? That's mm-hmm. it. The other thing they like to do is when you ask a question, they'd like to say, well, that's very nice, but that, uh, you know, that's your question. But let us tell you what's really important in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking this. And they say, no, 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 this is what's important. And they'll change the conversation. Then you're doing it correctly. Okay? That's the end result is a painting, a drawing, a class, a speech what you write on the piece of paper, if it comes out and didn't come from you, your humanness, your ego, your brain, mm-hmm. but it's on the piece of paper it's, and it's in some way in front of you, then you need to say, wow, I am working with the other side. That's the end result that's really important is literally, as uh, Keith Richards says, a song from the void, uh, a melody from non-existence, uh, you know, something out of thin air. Yes, that's correct. That's how it, that's the end result of of automatic writing and channeling, okay? Mm-hmm. That's what's so important. Now, where do you start? Where is the absolute beginning? Um, and I loved this simple paragraph. When it wasn't working, it's in pain. Whenever somebody says, I'm trying to channel and I'm trying really hard, stop. You should, not be ch- you should not be trying hard. It should be effortless. You should be in joy. You should be in bliss. It should be effortless, which means you need to come from a meditative state, a quiet state, a joyful state. Uh, a lot of my students, I say, go outside in a, into a place where it's quiet, where there's trees, and take a pad and a pen. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing around you besides nature. So you're in a quiet place. You're connecting to the energy of nature. Then when you Okay. When you work with somebody, uh, when you do your one-on-one mm-hmm. and you talk about, you know, the vibration, uh, is it your, you know, kind of measuring, if you will, uh, lack of a better term, their their frequency, or is it checking in on how far along on their spiritual path are they? For for instance, you, I think we could agree that you know when pe- everybody wants to, you know, manifestation is a big word nowadays, and and a lot of people miss the mark because they come at it, they don't come at it from a place of gratitude. And thank you for my success, Lord. They come at it from a place of want. And when you come at it from a place of want, some say, you end up uh, being perpetually in a state of want. So mm-hmm. two-part question. First part is, how do you work with people? Uh, is it by, you know, you're measuring their frequency, if you will, for lack of a better term, or is it seeing where they are on their path, like how much work they've done? And two, part two would be about the challenges that so many people have in terms of manifesting things because they're coming at it from the wrong, 
the wrong path. They're doing it kind of backwards. Uh, both of those, both a part of the individual aspect is, for example, uh, getting to your second question, uh, you know, who am I to receive information? I have a very intuitive medium that I'm working right now who has a self-esteem issue. Love her to pieces. She knows she's getting stuff, but she says something in the back of her head that says, well, I'm not good enough to receive information, and it shuts her down in half a second. And I'm like... Are you kidding me? You're better than this. Please get rid of that peace of mind chatter. It doesn't belong in you. And she's actually Mm -hmm. at the point where she's receiving. So, yes, it's very slight changes in perception that you don't need to think how special you are. Just understand it's your God-given right Mm -hmm. to receive guidance. Okay? But then that gets into the point number one that you were saying is everybody is at a different stage in their spiritual development. I have some students who've never done meditation. I had a student who did meditation for 20 years. So how do you, you know, introduce quieting the mind to someone who hasn't done meditation? So, so much of the class is dealing with the person at their spiritual level and making sure they have the basics to say, Look, we're entering into meditative state. Do I need to give you some meditative exercises or you've got that already? So mm-hmm. that's how I start off the class by saying, please tell me where you are so I can gear the class to you because I can't say to everybody, okay, people, we're going to do an out-of-body exercise right now, which is where you need to be eventually is so far out of your body into spirit, you hear them clearly. Mm-hmm. But that's... That's a very advanced uh, technique that some people don't get to for like six months or a year. But some people, I can jump right there. So it really depends where someone is um, on their journey, how much work they've already done. And sometimes, like you said on point number two, sometimes it's just a tiny little um, shift Mm -hmm. in their perception. For example... Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the foundation principles is separation of mind and soul. Can your soul sit in a seat in a theater and put your ego on stage? And some Mm -hmm. people say, well, I've never heard of that before. You mean I can sit back from who I am, my true self, and separate myself from my ego enough to be able to watch it like it's an actor in a movie or an actor on stage, to say... Yes, because you're not the actor. You're the person watching the actor. Mm -hmm. And who is the permanent aspect of you is the observer who's observing your humanness, observing all that is around you. It is not who you are. Little perception changes like that help um, some of the beginners to understand how do you separate yourself from your humanness in order to gain clarity. Clarity is needed to be able to hear the other side clearer. Okay. So does that answer your question? Absolutely. And it's a fantastic answer. Thank you. And I'm sorry that I sometimes go off on these long winded questions, but I just like to let it flow and uh, it's fun. So um, how long do your uh, automatic writing sessions last 
typically, and how often do you do them? The majority of people I'm able to take to confirm that they can channel within six half-hour sessions. And that takes anywhere from three to six months because what happens is I say, okay, here's some beginning exercises. Go practice them for a month. And when you're done practicing or you bump into something, come back and we'll schedule uh, the next next session. Or if sometimes in the session I'll actually help, I'll guide them through an exercise, and then they go and practice it for a couple of weeks. I'd had people get up and running within uh, a couple of months. It's like anything. Even I just picked up a brand-new bass guitar. It's uh, Everybody tells me the same thing. It depends how much you practice. That's <laughs> exactly it. They're like, I practice a half hour every night or practice an hour every other night. That's exactly what it is. You're learning a new language. You're learning how to speak. Uh, I love to pick on Hans that he was born with this, and my clients are the people who weren't born with it. My clients mm-hmm. are the people who have to work at it day after day after day. And it's great because uh, half the students in the class come over to me because those are the ones who are struggling, and Hans takes the other side of the class, the more advanced mediums, and it's a very interesting split. I represent the people like myself who came from literally nothing to say, what is meaning? Who is spirit? What is this God mm-hmm. stuff you're talking about? How do you work all the way through that? Um, sometimes I say, okay, take a break. Here's some. Here's a class. Go take this class and then come back to me in an hour. So I try to give my one-on-one students as much as what they need individually. But I'd like to give your audience some other basic stuff that everybody could work yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, Let's say the folks who are listening, they want to go off and do this after the show or tomorrow morning or whenever after, you know, when, after they listen, because a lot of the listeners listen, you know, they don't listen live. They listen as a podcast. So how do, what's a great way to get started? Okay. The very first thing is to start out and realize you are a soul having a human incarnation. Who you Mm -hmm. are, who's in charge. The infinite part of you is a soul. And starting the conversation from point A by saying, Hi, Mr. Brain, Mr. Ego, I'm going to learn this automatic writing stuff. Now, when I go do this automatic writing stuff, I request that you be quiet. Could you please? It would be nice. So who you are, who is having the conversation, is the spirit of you, the soul of you, that has the conversation with your mind, your humanness, I like to call it, to say, we're going to go do something. I kindly request that you be quiet. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different ways to have this conversation. Your job is to be quiet. Your role is to be quiet. We're going to be successful together if you're quiet, okay? Then your soul can enter the meditation and eventually, not in the beginning, your mind will not follow you into the meditation. It's a completely different way of getting into a meditative state is to have that soul-mind separation from the very beginning. 
so many meditative exercises say go into the meditative exercise and ignore the mind chatter. Well, my thing is, tell the mind chatter not to follow you in in the first place. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Okay, it's those type of things really advance someone a lot faster than saying, well, I don't know how to shut down my mind chatter. It keeps coming up. Well, there's techniques that you can use to separate your soul from your mind, and it has to do with raising the vo- the voice, raising the strength of your soul. So one of the found- foundation practices I like to give my students, and I'm giving this to everyone, is speak from your soul to your mind about what you want to do, that you want to hear information from the other side. And is it okay with you, Mr. Mind, Mr. Brain, that we might be receiving information from somewhere that didn't come from you? Could you please make that okay? (laughs) Okay, because so many... Yes, because so many times what will happen is is you're in the middle of re- receiving something and the mind says, hey, where the heck did that come from? Wait, who does that person think this is? It reminds me of when I first started and the other side says, it's time to quit your job and look for meaning. The very first thing my ego said, who the heck are you and what the heck is meaning? It starts criticizing. It starts judging. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by creating the strength of your soul from the very beginning. And this task, this practice can go throughout your life. You can get into a meditative state much clearer. Now, how can you practice this during the day? Uh, I put on my Facebook page, uh, my Facebook page is Alfred Ritchie, is that every single moment you have the opportunity to choose between following your ego and following your soul, which means every time you open your mouth, every time you make a decision, every time you're going to do something, do you stop and say, wait, hold on, how should I do this? Should I just do a knee-jerk reaction and listen to my brain? Or should I take five or ten seconds, two breaths, three breaths, calmly, then choose what to say, then choose what to do, okay? That allows you to go inwards first, no matter what it is. So you can practice this all day long. Now, when you get uh, messages then flowing from the other side, are you communicating with spirit or is it spirits? And if it is spirits, in your estimation, can you differentiate from different guides, if you will, uh, or is it just overall spirit? When it starts, you can't really differentiate between them. But as you evolve in your writing, in your co-creation, as your ability to communicate, different spirits are called in for different lessons, for different experiences. For, uh, for example, everyone has a council. What is a council? A council is just a bunch of people that you said, you guys, please watch over me when I go down. Okay? And they all talk about it, okay, what should we do, who should we send to go help him? That's a council. And so mm-hmm. some days maybe somebody will talk from the council, some days the whole council will talk to you, some days your main 
uh, guide will speak to you. Some days they'll call in like, okay, we need tech support. Somebody get their butts over here right now. They'll go call in an expert or a consultant who may visit with you once or twice and they'll just go away. Um, it's Everybody has, I like to say, an army of supporters that love you unconditionally. The question is, do you ask them for help? Or are they just sitting there on hold waiting for you to ask them for something? Uh, which is it? Uh, I prefer that you ask them to mm-hmm. say, guys, I need you to help me with this. Because the ego comes in and says, oh, we can handle that. Well, when you do that, you say, I don't need you. I'm going to figure this out by myself. The other side crosses their arms and says, all right, let us know how that goes. And jokingly, it's Got hilarious. It. Because I can feel them when they say, oh, oh, sorry, guys, I didn't ask. Okay, could you please help me? And you feel a different energy. You feel a difference when you let them in. So a really short version of the question is, there's a bunch of people on the other side waiting to help you. Now, when once you start writing, and I guess it's, and I guess this is a question also, is it different for everybody in terms of the volume or, and let's say for yourself as an example, do you, is it a couple of pages? Is it a page? Is it individual questions? Yes or no. Uh, and then uh, do you read it on the spot or you tuck it away and pull it out later or do you keep them or what, or should you burn them or, or, or what? Okay. What should you do with the message? Um, I'll give everybody some more fundamental stuff that's valid for everyone. Very, very, very important. As you're writing, do not read it. Mm -hmm. Uh, About halfway through, I finally learned the biggest trick. Open up Microsoft Word and put it at about 10%. So all you're doing is you have a document that you can't read, but Mm -hmm. you are actually typing. Why is that unbelievably important? Because you don't want your mind to read what's on the piece of paper and start having a judgment. Mm -hmm. What you want to do instead is, okay, I got a sentence. Great. Let me write down the sentence. I'm typing. Ready? Okay, great. I'm done typing. Let me go back. Okay, guys, give me the next sentence. Okay, great. I'm, I'm writing the next sentence. Okay, great. That's gone. All right. Give me the next sentence. Okay. Okay, I'm writing the next sentence. Nothing in there has to do with judgment. Nothing has to do with understanding. So when you're writing, the hugely important aspect is do not read it while you're writing it. What you'll notice is a page or two pages when you start, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes is about the average. You'll feel a drop in energy. That means they're signing Mm -hmm. off. There was a connection. You'll feel a rise in energy. When they say, okay, we're done writing for now, you'll feel a drop in energy. You'll feel a disconnect energy. At that point, yes, then you can put the document at 100%, or if you're writing it by hand, then you can read what you wrote. Now, it is usually very important for you to read what is written because in the beginning, for the first few years, it will be all about you. It will be about your life. It will be what you're dealing with. It will be helping you get a new perspective. It will be helping you understand that you can create things you didn't think you were capable of creating. 
So, yes, absolutely, when you're done, read what was written, read what was created. Do you find and that, that goes for everybody. Okay. Do you find that everybody you've worked with, and I, I'm not asking this to, to, as a judgment on your skills by any means, but can everybody do this, or some people, like, they just, they just can't do it, or can everybody, is, is it, like, pretty turnkey or what? No, it's not turnkey. I have found that everybody can do it. The students that are not able to do it, I would say 90% of them have come to me and said, I'm scared, I don't think I can do it, uh, or some other thing where it's obviously their ego saying they don't deserve it, and they set up a block. And that is by far the majority of the people that I've not been able to, it's literally they've decided to believe their mind shatter that they, you know, one of those things on a variation about they don't deserve it, they can't, they're different, God doesn't love me. The people who have been able to pop, and I'm talking have come from absolutely nothing to people who have 20 years' experiences, basically say, I believe I can. I know it's my God-given right. Pretty much every person who has said that, honestly, mm-hmm. is able to do it. Great. So just uh, helping people get started one more time on that. So they kind of do a little bit of a self-meditation. Do they mm-hmm. verbally ask a question, or do they, do they have to have a question do they write down a question? Do they think up ah, something that they want to learn about? What, very what important. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a trick question on you, Robert. Okay. When you ask a question to the other side, where does that question come from? Well, uh, you know, it could come from the heart. It could come from, uh, you know, a thought. A, a thought becomes words. Words become action. So hopefully it begins okay. with the heart which creates the thought, but, you know, I'm human, so I'm sure a lot of stuff is just reactive. This is another beginning exercise. It's a trick question. Don't worry. Um, This is a beginning (laughs) exercise for everyone. In the beginning, no questions. The majority Ah. of the time, it is your mind trying to figure out how this is going to work. Mm -hmm. No questions. No questions about how it's going to work. No questions about what you think is important. Nothing. Your job is to go into the quietest place you possibly can and say, here I am. Give me something for my highest good. Please give me something to write. That's it. By Mm -hmm. asking a question, I would say 95% of the time, you're inviting your ego to observe the process and saying, how are they going to answer this question? What are they going to say? Well, I don't know if I really like what they're telling me. So you don't even bother asking the question. But as, okay. you, uh, so, as, you, as you kind of uh, matriculate, if you will, the course, then you can start asking mm-hmm. questions? Absolutely. When you become confident and, you ready for this one, when the other side thinks... Mm-hmm. You're channeling good enough because they're judging how well, how clear, excuse me, better word, not well, but how clear the channeling is. They will wait to make sure the process is going well, is going very clearly 
before allowing you to co-create, before allowing you to ask a question. Only at the time where the other side says, we believe that the channeling is going so clear, will they allow you to take the next step? And for Mm -hmm. example, that's why when Keith Richards came up with satisfaction in his sleep, there was no ego, there was no judgment. So, so many people do automatic writing at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning because the other side wakes you up and says, we feel you're calm enough right now. You want to be that calm when you when you are writing and when the other side, again, sees that your writing is that calm, that peaceful, that accurate, then they'll start saying, okay, and what do you think about this? Or do you want to ask us a question? So, yes, when you work with them and start realizing what's happening, you'll realize, okay, oh, they're allowing me to ask a question. They want me to start writing a book. They've asked me to create a class. And you mm-hmm. say, okay, you'll get those little signals. But until that point in time, it's no questions. But eventually, for me, it was about a year before I started creating my first class. It was about three years before I wrote my first book. And it was the other side gave me those signals. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I mean, before The Guys Guys Got to Love was the second novel I wrote. The first book, book was uh, the novel to teach me how to how to write a novel. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm still very proud of it because it had a real purpose. And it was a great relief and release afterwards. But I was in Bloomingdale's and I was watching a couple and the woman was showing, picking out suits, jackets, sport jackets and suits for a guy. And I was single and these couple was married. And I was like, and I was so independent and such a bachelor for so many years. I'm like, man, that guy's totally whipped. And I was thinking, women don't understand guys and guys are really succumbing to women. Now I was a very chauvinistic kind of mindset, but I that sparked me and said, I got to write about nobody's nobody's kind of nobody talks about how men really feel and put it into story form. And I was walking across the street and the guy's guy's guide to love came popped in my mind. And then I went home and started. <laughs> and six months later, mm-hmm. I had to, I had a draft, but it wasn't work. It was it just came from a snap. And that's exactly my it head. is. OK, that's a good example. Okay, say eventually you've practiced automatic writing for a while and something pops into your head. It's like, wow, that would be a really good idea. Two ways to do it. Go home, try to figure it out or say, hey, everybody, I think this would be a good idea. I'm giving you this idea, okay, that, you know, guys should get information about guys. If you think it's a good idea... Why don't we write something together? And you're literally giving the idea out to your guidance and waiting for their response. Completely different approach to life than what those of us who followed education, how we were taught, which is figure it out, research the heck out of it. What is everybody else doing? No, that is cutting off the other side. Instead, you say, I'm going to surrender this. I'm giving this to you. You let me know if this is a good thing that we should write about. If they do, it will come through in your writing. Yeah, that's so. That's so true. 
So we're, we're running out of time, and I want to make sure you get all the points across that you want to about automatic writing. So what else uh, is mission critical that you want to communicate to the listeners, Alfred? When you're doing it correctly, it should be effortless. It should be blissful. You should be in sheer joy. If you're trying the process and it hurts, it's hard, you're confused, stop. Stop. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. If you're in, I like to say, if all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I'm so happy, go grab a piece of pen and a paper. Okay. Very, very important is how is your vibration and your energy when you're doing it? If you're in a bad mood, if you're thinking about something, don't even bother. That's why I like to say try to write first thing in the morning before your mind kicks in. Okay. Um, and that's very, very important. That's why I say, like, you know, go for a walk in the forest with a pad and a piece of paper. Uh, that would really help. And these are a lot of basics that Hans taught me that apply to just anyone. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've got a caller. I know it's late in the show. Well, you want to put the caller on? You want to see what they have to Absolutely, say? Absolutely, sure. Question. And we always welcome callers on the show, so let's just see. Caller, are you there? Hello. Yes, I'm here. Uh, who's who's calling? This is Jackie. I was just listening to the show because I saw okay. the topic automatic writing. I have tried that in the past, um, but I guess I was doing it wrong because usually it was like when I was just like completely frustrated and couldn't find the words to express myself. And it's funny because I do love to write. That's exactly it. You you hit the nail on the head is if you're frustrated, that's the wrong energy, the wrong vibration. You want to write when you're happy, when you're in bliss, when you're in joy, when you're in a meditative state, then it will flow. Right, because actually this year I'm actually um, working in classrooms where we teach writing. And Uh it's funny because, like, we do a lot of journaling, but the journaling that we used to do many years ago is completely different than the journaling that we're doing now. We pretty much tell them what to journal or what to respond to, whereas, you know, in the past, I'm accustomed to just writing what's just flowing, whether it's poetry or my feelings or uh, dreams. I used to love to write, write down my dreams whether it was goals or dreams that I had in my sleep. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, uh, for example, poetry, you could say, write the first thing that comes to your mind. Mm -hmm. Don't think about Mm -hmm. anything. Just whatever comes to mind, just write. Don't try to figure it out. Tell If you're working with children, say, just go with the flow. Just write down anything. Don't try to figure it out. doesn't need to make sense. Just write whatever you feel like writing. Try that. See if that helps them. Yeah. you got to have a free mind, though, for it to actually work. You know? Yes. Like you said, don't do it when you're upset or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but can, in, in terms of manifesting dreams and hopes and plans, I, I've been getting stuck there because of being, you know, um, dealing with a lot of mind chatter, a lot of you know, energetic 
draining things, things that drain me energetically. So it's kind of like, from a personal standpoint, I've been experiencing like just a rider block. And I know that it's, it's, it's a, um, it's, it's, I don't want to say that it's psychological. I think it's more spiritual than anything. My spirit just isn't in the right place. What I want you hit the nail on the head. You you absolutely hit the nail on the head. But I say, regardless of where you are, try the exercise that I talked about. Go grab a pencil and a piece of paper. Go for a walk out in nature. See if you right. feel the difference in your calmness, the difference in your energy. Then mm-hmm. try to go right. It's mm-hmm. a, it's like a, a little jump start on your spirituality. Go try that. See how it works. Yeah. Okay, that help you out, Jackie? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, well, thank that's you so why, much for calling. That's why I passed through the show. <laughs> okay, how'd you hear about the show? Anyhow, how'd you find out I about act- it? I actually was just surfing, and I ran across it. And see, my understanding of automatic writing is just like just taking your finger and just writing it, you know? Like, you just, you're writing those things that you just can't get out or what you just can't get on paper. And it's so funny because, like, I got, I got, thousands of sheets of paper around me with a million and one different ideas that I want to um, follow up on. And I know I got books inside of me that are, you know, just waiting to come out. It's just getting to that place, that zen where I could do it and not have to, like, be either interrupted or, you know, lose focus. Because writing is freedom, Mm-hmm. Well, yep. check you out know Alfred, where to go. Check out Alfred's website, Alfred Ritchie, R-I-C-C-I okay. dot com. Okay. Okay. And, th- and thank now, you so much for calling, Jackie. You have another okay. question? Yeah, because we're, you we're know, getting short on time, real quick. From my understanding, that what you write and what comes from you is it, there's a spiritual connection to it in terms of what what comes out of you. Are you able to um, elaborate on that? I don't know if you talked about it earlier in the show. Um, Really simply, it's you are writing with the other side. You are acting as a medium and taking information and guidance, what they are giving you, and Mm -hmm. as a medium, bringing it onto the patent paper, bringing it onto your computer. Mm -hmm. If it's what you as a human write, well, that's what you'll get. You'll get scattered thoughts. You'll get ego. Instead, change your perception to say, my job is to simply act as a go-between between the mm-hmm. other side, my angels, those people who watch over me, and this piece mm-hmm. of paper on this computer. Your job is to just be calm, receive information, and mm-hmm. to write it down. See, huge and I difference do there. I want to do that so bad because I... You know, I, my conversation probably sounded more academically inclined, but it really wasn't. I want to be able no, no, it, to do it's that. completely normal. Every the very first thing everybody to tries to do is do figure that. out how it works. And what I try is mm-hmm. don't figure out how it works. Okay. The fundamental is give me something to write, write it down. Give me something to write, write it down. That's it. Okay. There is nothing else to figure out. That's all there is. Okay. Okay. Thanks, okay. Jackie. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Be well. Ciao. Okay, Alfred, I think we're just about out of time. Any final thoughts? And, uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show, and this has been fantastic. But anything else you want to share with our listeners before we go? 
again, I emphasize it's everyone's God-given right Mm -hmm. to receive guidance. Yes, there are people like Hans King who I still go to after 10 years of automatic writing because he's so clear. But anyone can do things like, should I go out with this person? Should I get a relationship with this guy or girl? Should Mm -hmm. I buy this car, this piece of property? Should I go to school? Should I move to this place? And anyone can receive that type of guidance directly. Anyone. The question is whether you believe you can and whether you can get your mind chatter out of the way long enough to receive the answer. Okay, fantastic. And where can everybody find you once again? Uh, Alfred Ritchie, A-L-F-R-E-D-R-I-C-C-I dot com. Or, of course, on Facebook, Alfred Ritchie. (laughs) Got it. Well, Alfred, it's been a pleasure once again. I really like, I enjoy speaking with you. I like knowing you. I relate to your, your path. And I have a lot of respect for you, and I thank you for being on the show, and I hope we can do it again. We'll find another topic, and we'll just uh, roll. No, maybe we'll talk about corporate stuff. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, thank you very much. I appreciate your service. Uh, You are in service. You are following a spiritual path, regardless of what it looks like. You're out helping others, (laughs) and... You get good karma brownie points for that. So thank you for having me on the show and appreciate what you do. Okay, be well and give my best to Hans because he's on next week. I will. All right? Okay, ciao. Okay, everybody, that's our show. Our special guest, Alfred Ritchie. Check him out at his website or on Facebook, alfredritchie.com. And uh, it's been a wonderful show and a really interesting topic of automatic writing and it sounds like uh, anybody can do it it's just up to us to learn how to and practice how to effortlessly if you will quiet the mind and allow information to come in so thanks for being with us again on guys guys radio Uh, as i mentioned our guest next week is the famed psychic hans christian king and we'll be accepting calls all throughout the hour and uh have a great week and remember that uh Do the good work and that uh, guys, guys, finish first.